0: Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. Yesterday, we were talking about the bar you went to when you turned 19 years old, because that's just what you do. You turn 19, your mom and dad, your brother, sister, maybe some friends, cousins, whatever. Oh, I want to be the one to take you for your first beer. Yeah. Little do they know, you've been going to the bar with your fake ID since you were 17. But uh, whatever. Not always. Not you, little Miss Mennonite over there, okay? <laughs> um, but uh, that's the thing. You want to go out for your first legal drink somewhere. And when I was growing up, when I was a kid, it was the same bar for like every group of friends. We all went to the Scuzz. Mm-hmm. The Scuzz was the 19-year-old bar. Right. But yesterday on the crew's Facebook page, um, by the way, if you want some nostalgia of the old bar days and Saskatchewan... Um, from the 80s and 90s just go to the facebook page and start scrolling 429 comments of people just reliving the bar star days i know
1: because that's (laughs) the thing is everyone's got some memory at some point of doing that exact thing
0: i know even if it was just for a couple weeks yeah we were all bar stars (laughs) a time or two um but like everyone had like a different 19 year old bar You had a different one. I thought it was, like, sometimes in bigger cities, I guess, even smaller cities like Calgary, Edmonton, like, they have the 19-year-old bar that everyone goes to on their 19-year-old birthday.
1: I see. The thing is, just to be all technical here, I wasn't in Saskatoon when I turned 19. I was living in England. So I missed out on that experience. But Mm -hmm. when I did come back and basically start my Saskatoon bar days, Uh it was Riley's.
0: Riley's was your place. My eh? place yeah. And like, there are just so many different answers here. Like, people are saying Foxy's. Obviously, the Pat is up there. Patterdays, right? Yeah. You want to s- celebrate your birthday on a Saturday. Patterday was basically the word Saturday in this town Course. for a long time. You had Texas Tea on there. You had Esy's. You had all these places. I thought, again, it was just like the one place that everyone went to when they turned 19. There's a lot more. Nay, nay. Just like Cruz, they like variety. Oh. See what I did there? Oh, nice See what question. I did there?
1: I have three words about this next story. What a dick. And more specifically, that's a 75-year-old gentleman named Dick. Oh.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. You're welcome.
1: There. Dick Ponsloff lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. In he prefers f- Richard. Maybe. But in the article, it's <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Appleton, Wisconsin, which just sounds like the absolute sweetest place to live.
0: Sounds like a Hallmark movie location. It does. It sounds like a made-up place.
1: People in this uh, little town of Appleton were really... Curious about this mystery on garbage days, their garbage cans were being put back up at the top of the driveway, and it was like a huge deal in Appleton, Wisconsin. Who's the garbage Who bin bandit? Is the garbage mystery person, and they couldn't figure it out. Like wives were asking their husbands, people were saying, "What was it? You did you take my can up?" Everyone's like, "No, what's going on?" Turns out it was Dick. He was bored after retiring, and so he decided on garbage day in his neighborhood. He biked around from Mm -hmm. house to house and takes everyone's garbage can back up to the driveway
0: no what a dick move total (laughs) 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 that was great that was not that great that was so good i don't know
1: yeah we don't usually get to say that on the radio. I know. What a dick. We also
0: just ruined our joke by laughing at our own joke. Oh, it's, that's the best. <laughs> no, it's not the best. I always feel bad when we have a good zinger and then we're like, ha, <laughs> ha, hey, Ah, we blew it. If you can't laugh at yourself. Okay. Very true. Very true. But Regardless,
1: yeah. um, so sweet. Just retired, bored, and it's a, he said it's a good way for him to get exercise because mm-hmm. he bikes from house to house and then he pulls them back up to the top of the driveway. This is the kind of stuff that I just feel like we need more of. Oh, we, yeah. We talk about those warm fuzzies that in a time where let's face it it's just a gong show yeah it's really nice to see these little stories and it may sound petty and it's it's featured on those sites where it's like here's your good news story of the Mm -hmm. day that stuff's important it's nice to hear this kind of stuff because it restores your faith in humanity and it just makes you feel good
0: especially when 99 percent of the other news destroys your faith in humanity so stacy do you remember when the world was supposed to end in 1999, Y2K, the computers couldn't handle it. The world uh, was going to end.
1: Well, there's been so many worlds going to end dates. Yeah. I can't keep track
0: anymore. 2012, mm-hmm. world was going to end. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. 2020, <laughs> world was going to end. Uh, apparently, we now know when the world is going to end, Stacey. For real? We finally have a legit real answer. It's Whatever. on the internet. Of course, it's real. Uh, it's it's kind of legit, and it's kind of not. not. Um, I like the sound of this. <laughs> it's from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Now, that sounds like a, M- like an, it's MIT.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> Which, MIT.
0: When you say MIT, you're like, ooh, wow, fancy. But you say Massachusetts Institute of Technology, it sounds like a community college or something. It sure does, yeah. <laughs> but then MIT, ooh. So a bunch of scientists at MIT, they did this big, huge computer equation algorithm thing. bunch of factors, population growth, Now, natural resources, energy usage, to find out when society would collapse. Oh, so this geez. isn't like the what end of the This isn't like the world going kablammo or a meteor or something. It's when society is going to collapse. And then they predict when society collapses, the world will eventually collapse as well. Perfect. Okay. So Tell me, this go. is exciting stuff. 2040. <laughs> what? 2040. You have 18, 18 years. years left to uh, do whatever you want.
1: Oh. So there
0: you go. 2040. That's when it's a nice round what? number. Hey, Is there nice no, round number. Like month. Doesn't say a month, so just twenty forty. I know.
1: Well, what if it's like okay, I've got until October, and then all of a sudden May, it's like nope, sorry.
0: And like, do we even bother <laughs> digging deeper into this because it's gonna be wrong? <laughs> like end of the world predictors, they're oh for forever for everything. They're oh yeah. for everything. They have struck out on every single prediction for the end of the world. So I
1: also feel like these stories are sometimes just a reminder of how much more we need to do to make the world a better place and i know that sounds all hunky-dory yeah yeah, but at the same time it is like we are making advancements when it comes to like recycling Mm -hmm. and doing better things for the earth electric cars all that kind of stuff i have i'm an optimist right like i don't want to be like oh god that sucks but i want it to be like no you know what they're wrong let's just do better and not die in 2040.
0: Please. (laughs) Thank you for coming to Stacy's Ted Talk. Thanks, guys. On the end of the world. I've
1: talked a few times about the gentleman that live across the street from me. It's two brothers who live together. They're older I wanna say Sixties something I don't know. I'm a horrible judge of age. Regardless, their shovel game is strong. Pretty sure they're retired uh, because they're out the minute a Snowflake hits the ground. I can't keep up with them. It's ridiculous. It's intimidating. And to further that intimidation, guess what they did yesterday? What? They snow-blowed. Snow-blew. The lawn out front of their house. Oh,
0: they're one of those. And yeah,
1: I at first I was like, okay, wow, that's uh, there maybe because we've had a lot of snow this winter so far. Knock on wood, that's it. Please God. And so I thought maybe they were just wanting to avoid snow mold in the spring. And I was like, good on you guys, that's some dedication. And then I realized what they were doing is the side of the grass right by the driveway, which is where you toss everything. Yeah, they just wanted to bring that down. That's and so they, they were doing blew it. the snow into like the middle of their lawn and have now lowered the 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 spot right next to the driveway down to the grass
0: just to make the shoveling easier I think if so. it's like a little bit of snow
1: I almost want to go over there and ask them and then at the same time, see if they'll do ours.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've been creeping on you guys for about a year and a half from our uh, front window. Love can you, what guys, you do. Can you guys just tell me your secret or something? Like, here's the thing. When you see your neighbors doing something that you don't do. It's so intimidating. Right? But you're like, should I be doing that? Yeah. Should I be shoveling my front lawn? Should I be putting fertilizer down? Because Dave's putting his fertilizer down. I thought it was too early. Oh, yeah. But Dave's lawn looks pretty good. Should and I be doing, I'm going to put fertilizer on the lawn. And they'll,
1: they'll plant the flower beds in like, you know, early May or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Is it, I thought it was too early. May long weekend. Isn't that when you do it? Oh God.
0: Neighbor peer pressure is a real oh, thing. So bad. You never trust your own gut when it comes to your neighbors. No. And but even if you don't know them, you've never talked to them. You just have like a waving relationship where every time you see each other, you mm-hmm. wave and that's it. Even then you're still like, ah, man. I what need to snowblow my lawn. I think he knows what he's doing over there. <laughs> there is a petition online, and whenever you start a sentence with, with those words, it's usually like, okay, I'm going to tune out. But there is a legit petition online that has 100,000 signatures to change the date of the Super Bowl. Oh, sorry, what? Hey, now. <laughs> Just kidding. Even non-football fans love the Super Bowl because it means food yeah. and halftime shows. It's a good time. It's, it's a good a time. time. Come on. Even the football fans who are like, yeah, I kind of care, kind of don't. The football haters, the football diehards. Everyone comes together on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Even even if you don't like football and you get invited to a Super Bowl party? You go. Eat, drink, and just check your phone.
0: You don't That's even fine. have to watch the game. No. You can hang out in the kitchen the whole time. You go. Uh, it might be called Super Bowl Saturday soon. Oh, uh, the petition wants to make it go uh, Super Bowl Sunday to Super Bowl Saturday because the Super Bowl, one of the biggest party days of the year, you don't really want to work after one of the biggest party days of the year. Fair enough. So they want to have it on Saturday so you can just give it a hundred and ten percent and then have a have a nice little Sunday hangover day.
1: I see, I think the fact that it's sun or er, Saturday works for the alliteration purposes.
0: No, it does for sure.
1: Super Bowl Sunday sounds good. It's not like it's Super Bowl Wednesday. Super Bowl Saturday is very close and not too different. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good reason right there.
0: But (laughs) do you know how much crime would go up if the Super Bowl was on Saturday?
1: (laughs) Well, and I think even like it would make sense definitely like people knowing they don't have to work the next day would just get into a lot more
0: stuff the chaos
1: alcohol sales I'm assuming would even increase would they not food sales like I don't know on the money side of things it seems like a good idea it
0: seems like a good idea for lounges and bars and stuff like that too because most people let's be real here they want to have a they want to go to a house for a Super Bowl party lounges and stuff are awesome for Super Bowls but it's always like well you know I'm going to spend a lot don't want to drink too much whatever right on Saturday People would definitely be going to a pub or something like that to watch it.
1: Well, and maybe the people who were the ones who were like on the fence and I was like, well, I got to work the next day. Mm -hmm. Now they'd be like, I don't have to work. Yes, I'll go to that party.
0: Again, it seems like a great idea, right? You get that resty after the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter for the players, they still have that uh, bye week before the Super Bowl. So they're rested, good to go. This all makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, but I'm just telling you. The amount of shenanigans that would happen on Super Bowl Saturday, uh, it's, you're playing a dangerous game here. Dangerous game. (laughs)
1: I love to eat, that's no surprise, I talk about it a ton, and I had seen something where it got me thinking, food trucks in Saskatoon, they definitely, you know, we've had a big resurgence, or I shouldn't say resurgence, it's just that we've seen a lot more of them in the last few years, which I think is great, but I feel like food trucks should be able to drive around all the time, everywhere, all the time.
0: All the time, everywhere, everywhere all, all the, the time. time. That's your new yeah. motto slash slogan for this food truck idea. <laughs> Stacey's Cooper food trucks. All the time, everywhere, all, all the, the time. time.
1: Because it's it's nice when you go to a festival or an event or park there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand why they can't just drive around and stop in a random parking lot or even in like a residential street. Ice cream trucks do it. You're, it's the summer, it's like 4 o'clock, you hear that music, mm-hmm. the kids come running, boom, you get an ice cream cone. Why can't it be 5 o'clock in the summer, you've had a long day at work, you hear a bit of music, what's that? There's a guy in a loudspeaker going, tacos, get your tacos. You run out, you feed your family. Amazing.
0: So you just want tacos on a random Tuesday. You don't want to work for your tacos. You want surprise tacos coming to your door. I just
1: want the option of food, yeah, to just come to my door randomly. and Be like, hey, look, it's a poutine truck. On one of the streets in Eastview, let's go have dinner.
0: So, a food truck that operates like an ice cream truck.
1: All the, like, yeah, just all the time.
0: Uh, Why not? I like that, and it kind of has a schedule, right? Like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's on the east side. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's on the west side. It's
1: always a surprise. Because when it comes to the ice cream truck, you don't know its schedule. I remember when it came to our house Uh in Pacific Heights, when I was growing up, it was always just like... (gasps) the music the ice, the ice cream truck is here oh my god and you just it was always a surprise it was never a schedule
0: i never got the ice cream truck we just got the dicky d bike guy
1: mr tasty yeah
0: that's what we got like it was always just the bike guy driving around Oh,
1: dicky d's yeah everybody's been there done that but mr mm-hmm. tasty the pale blue trucks that drove around yeah.
0: oh, what so about good. one of those bikes just full of burritos
1: d- sign me up v- right yeah? okay
0: we can do sure. food trucks and food bikes here just driving around okay Cruise mornings with Stacy and Clayton. It's rut check time in Saskatoon. How are the ruts in your neck of the woods? East College Park, yeah... Not bad, not great. Like, the ruts have been worse, mm-hmm. but there are some streets in ECP right now that are just, oh, they're ruddy. Um, Eastview, your neck of the woods, not bad, not great.
1: Seems to be okay. I don't know. I don't do a lot of driving around the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. For, for me, though, it's been okay.
0: Lawson Heights apparently is a nightmare. Like, your parents live out there, and it's, yeah. yeah. Let the, us know. How it's, the, it's those the,
1: crescents, right? Yeah. Like, if you live, like, one, someone commented on the crew's Facebook page. They're like, no, I never have rut issues. I live on a bus route. It's always clear and it's always sanded.
0: Must That's, be nice, Deb. That's the goal. Must be nice. <laughs> uh, Trent on the Facebook page as well. Rut free because I live in Warman. Ooh. Well, la-dee-da, warming. la <laughs> da um, Just let us know how the ruts are in your neighborhood, three eight zero nine We're talking about this because the city, again, always thinking about maybe doing residential snow clearing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, wicked expensive. Like, last November, that big snow event where it was almost a snow day for Saskatoon. It cost, like, what, $14, $15 million or something? I think something? it was
1: between 12 and 14 Something crazy And that was like for, that. like... One big dump. If mm-hmm. we wanted like regular clearing, like twice a winter or yeah. something, it's so
0: expensive. It's very, very expensive. Um, in this story we were reading about residential snow cleanup near the bottom, it almost kind of snuck past us, but we saw that Saskatoon has a 24 7 complaint line. Yeah. I did not know this. 24 7. You can call in at 2.15 in the morning with your complaint if you want to. Yeah. We did exactly that. And Well, and let me just clarify. Yeah.
1: It's a customer care center number, which is a fancy word
0: for complaint line. It's a line. complaint line, right? <laughs> and we called expecting like, oh, hello, how can I assist you? Like or one leave of those, a message with your those, complaint. One of those robot voices, right? Nuh-uh. Thank you for calling. Lindsay speaking. And Lindsay was the nicest person yeah. in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and we called her very early this morning, yeah. and she and we were basically questioning yeah. her. We were like, "So you're real? You do this is your gig? You do this? Mm-hmm. You're in charge of the call center line, or not call center line, the call care number?" Complaint. Line. And she's like, "Yeah."
0: Yeah, I'm and real and I'm spectacular. I know. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. And the on-hold music was fantastic as well. It's not like the normal on-hold music. It's fancy piano stuff. It was lovely. Complaint line. I might no just, complaints here. I might
1: just call her more often for the hold music and just to have a nice chat.
0: Lindsay might be the new third co-host on Cruise Mornings. Honestly. Oh my God.
1: We talked a lot about smells in the last few days. Uh, we talked about, like, when you walk into a certain place, what are those smells you re- instantly recognize? We did the smell draft. hmm And one of the smells that we talked about was the smell of Canadian Tire. It has that smell where if you were blindfolded, you'd be like, I know exactly where I am. It's Canadian Tire. Mm-hmm. Listen to this Canadian Tire, it is their 100th anniversary coming up pretty soon. And they thought to celebrate what they would do is put out a distinctive and memorable candle. That smells like Canadian Tire. A Canadian Tire-scented candle. And it looks really neat. It kind of looks like a paint can. It's black. It's got the logo on it. And it's just called Canada's Scent. Which I feel that's a bit forward. I don't think that's Canada's smell. That's a
0: bit cocky, Canadian Tire. Okay, you're just gonna...
1: Like, I feel like... A hockey bag would be more of Canada's smell. You can't just
0: call dibs on a smell Canadian tire. Right? Oh, yeah, we're Canada's smell. Yeah. Uh, No, you're not. Pine trees are probably Canada's smell. Or maple
1: syrup. Anyway... This sounds great, right? A lot of people are like, well, wow, this would be a great gift for my dad. My dad goes to Canadian Tire all the time, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. They only made a limited amount, and the only way to get one is to enter a contest online via Twitter, where you have to uh, tweet your favorite memory of Canadian Tire, and then X amount of people will be rewarded with said candle.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: Yeah. They're making you jump through some hoops to get this special edition thing. I don't care about the hoops. By sharing your sappy memories of Canadian Tire.
0: Sometimes you just have to jump through hoops, right? But, like... Your favorite Canadian tire memory?
1: That one time I bought an air freshener?
0: Yeah, that's everyone's air... Like, I bought something from... I bought something there once. That's bu- everyone's Canadian tire memory. This
1: this is where I get my oil for my car. Canadian tire Hashtag memory? Hashtag memories. I know
0: that, you know, social media <laughs> managers, stuff like that, they want the... They
1: want the heartfelt, sweet things where it's like, my grandpa used exactly. to take me on a Sunday morning... Okay, what how about those, normal people?
0: How many of those stories are out there, right? Because they're obviously no. going to go with the heartfelt stories. What about my story? Yeah, my best memory of Canadian Tire. Oh, it's when you guys said you weren't busy, so I took my car there to get my winter tires put on. Oh, five hour wait? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's my memory. Uh,
1: I was super hungover. I needed some Rubbermaid, like, organizing bins, mm-hmm. and then I bought a bunch of candy in the checkout line. <laughs> Hashtag memories.
0: I bought a uh, stick for outdoor hockey. And here's the other thing,
1: (laughs) is if they know that this is such a, like, this is a neat idea, Mm -hmm. right? It's nostalgic, it's cool, it's different. Why not just make a whole bunch of them and make a ton of money off of them and donate it to a charity?
0: We should be in marketing. We should, yeah. Hire us, Canadian Tire. Just kidding. We like our jobs. Craft Dinner's doing this cool thing in Toronto. They're opening up a pop up store where you can buy craft dinner on DoorDash. So you can have Kraft Dinner delivered to your door. You don't okay. have to worry about getting a pot dirty. Someone else is gonna do that oh, like for you.
1: Cooked craft dinner. Yes. Not just a box where it's like, Kate, hey, make it yourself.
0: <laughs> that would be extremely lame. Yeah. Not even the box, that instant Katie microwave stuff. Here oh, you go.
1: I don't mind those little cups. Honestly, in a pinch.
0: I don't think your opinion is valid for the rest of this conversation. Hey. (laughs) The microwave, KD, really? See, this seems like a good idea on the surface, right? Ooh, KD delivered to my door, right? except they're going to make the craft dinner wrong because I didn't make the craft dinner and ah. I'm the only one that makes craft dinner properly because we all know that right when someone else makes craft dinner for you it tastes like cardboard that's true why do people suck at making craft dinner i don't get it they just they go banana sandwich on the milk they don't add enough butter everyone always skimps on the butter stop skimping on the butter i like extra milk in mine
1: also, too, though. See,
0: your your opinion again, is not another valid.
1: Invalid opinion. <laughs> I also think too, like craft um, dinner just doesn't travel very well. It's not something that I want to be made. Yeah. And then half an hour later, show up at my door because I just I don't think that's going to work. You, I get what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Again. What they're doing is getting likes on the internet because this is one of those clickbaity things. Ooh, craft dinner on DoorDash. Yeah. Then you start to dissect it a bit and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute here. You need to eat craft dinner in like a 12 minute window. Yes. There's like 12 minutes. If you're eating craft dinner after that, it's just like it all, like it's like a sponge. It just kind of well, glops it, together, it
1: congeals into a solid lump.
0: Great word that congeal. you have to then
1: break apart with your
0: spoon, mm-hmm. break the noodles. Yeah. Again, good try. Again, but going nuts on the internet, though. And that's all that matters.
1: Clickbait.
0: Stacey and Clayton, weekday morning, six to 10 on Cruise.